play is called Menu 2, and as simple as it sounds, it took all of seven seconds for Vince Young to forever change the idea of championship greatness. He saw it the night before he delivered the unimaginable for Texas in the biggest game of the season. A vision. Or is that a premonition? As clear as those sweltering summer days on the 40 acres. The game on the line. The ball in his hands. A legendary moment waiting to happen. My whole life, to get to that point, flashed in front of me, Young would say after the greatest performance in the greatest national championship game in college football history was punctuated by seven seconds of glory. Almost 24 hours earlier, before the Rose Bowl National Championship game finished with Young standing on bleachers on the Texas sideline, arms raised high over his head and stretched outward in, what else, the perfect letter Y, while confetti rained and soaked the moment, he sat in a final game week meeting with Longhorns coach Mack Brown and offensive coordinator Greg Davis. Brown is an obsessive planner. He must have an answer to any possible scenario, and the most important was staring him in the face the night before the biggest game of the 2005 season, the BCS Rose Bowl National Championship game against mighty USC. If it's fourth down and five or less, and the game is on the line, what's your play call? Young, who rushed for more than 1,000 yards in a marvelous 2005 season, wanted quarterback draw. Davis wanted a pass-run option, where the Longhorns would go three wide, and if Young couldn't find anything, only then could he take off and run. Wouldn't you know it, Texas found itself in the identical situation the following night with the game on the line. USC led 38-33 with 26 seconds remaining and a precarious hold on a 34-game winning streak. The Longhorns had the ball at the USC 9 Fourth and five with one last shot. During the final timeout, a play before the final fateful moment, Brown huddled the offense around him and scanned a group that had carried Texas all season. The eternal optimist, he suddenly smiled wide and said in his syrupy southern drawl, Isn't this fun? They all looked back, some with nervous smiles, others, like Young, with steely determination. We prepared for this, Brown said. Let's go get it. From Saturday Down South, in partnership with Texas Pete Hot Sauce, I'm Matt Hayes, and this is Saturday Lives Forever. deafening on that clear cool night in the Rose Bowl a light fog rolling off the San Gabriel Mountains signaling more than just a change of weather this was a change in college football royalty Texas built for years under Mac Brown closing in on a decade of success but without national championship hardware since Darrell Royal's national title in 1970 now Brown finally had the last piece to the puzzle an elite quarterback who could change the face of any game Brown recruited Young from Houston, and after he redshirted in 2002, Young got on the field and changed the way Brown and Davis thought about football. The quarterback was another weapon in the run game. Only three years earlier, 
Michael Vick turned the game sideways with his ability to stress defenses with his legs and arm. But this was different. Vick was 5 feet 11. Finch Young was all of 6 feet 5, with Vick's ability to make you miss and silky smooth gazelle strides. He was in this very spot a season earlier, leading the Longhorns to a last-second Rose Bowl win over Michigan and spent a majority of the post-game interview telling anyone who would listen that Texas would be back in Southern California next year to win it all. All the Longhorns had to do was win the Big 12 and beat the monster that was USC. The Trojans had won back-to-back national titles, and that 34-game winning streak was third in major college history, and Oklahoma's record 47 games was within one season's grasp. But Texas had Vince Young, and by the time the Longhorns were dealing with that 4th and 5 with the game on the line, Young had already orchestrated a game for the ages. He had thrown for 267 yards and rushed for 191 more without a turnover. Texas had run 75 plays, and Young either threw a pass or ran the ball 58 times. The Texas team had seen this so many times during the 2005 season, so often that they had come to expect it. Young threw for 270 yards and ran for 76, and threw a game-winning touchdown pass with two minutes to play in a win at Ohio State. He threw for 239 and ran for 267, while erasing a 19-point deficit in a win at Oklahoma State. He threw for 241 and ran for 45, and Texas snapped a five-game losing streak to bitter rival Oklahoma. Why would this game, against USC and the greatest collection of stars in college football, be any different? What was so special about this 4th and 5? We're on the field. I called the play in the huddle. And I looked at everyone and said, Fellas, we've been here before, Young said. This magical moment, a single-game postseason performance that rivaled anything Michael Jordan or Tom Brady ever gave us, was four years in the making. Young redshirted as a freshman because he wasn't ready to play and because he didn't have a mastery of the offense. He admitted during the 2005 season that part of the problem when he first arrived was he was Davis's first black quarterback, and Davis was his first white coach. And we just weren't on the same page because of where I'm from. We had to learn each other's character, he said. Young grew up in Houston and was raised, for most of his young life, by his grandmother. Win or lose, she'd quiz him after every game. Why did you do this or that? Why didn't you do this or that? Young was 30-2 as a starter at Texas, and his 3,127 rushing yards is still the school record for rushing yards by a quarterback. He threw for 6,040 yards and accounted for 81 total touchdowns in 37 games. Yet no game was safe from his grandma's criticism. Not the loss to Washington State in the Holiday Bowl as a redshirt freshman, or the loss to Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry as a sophomore. Not even the 19 straight wins dating back to his sophomore season before that 4th and 5 in the Rose Bowl against USC that changed everything. Young approached the line of scrimmage with cameras flashing and lighting up the Pasadena night. He knew USC would come with some type of blitz, more than likely something exotic to try and confuse the Texas offense. They had been using multiple zone blitzes all game, and Texas, for the most part, had figured a way around them. At pre-snap, 
USC showed a base 4-3, but blitzed two linebackers at the snap of the ball and dropped defensive end Frosty Rucker into coverage to sit in the space created by the zone blitz. Young read the blitz and quickly scanned his progressions, yet saw nothing. The rest of the play was vintage Vince Young. He took off running to the right side of the field, the exact spot Rucker vacated by dropping into coverage. And then Texas got lucky. Hey, who doesn't need a little luck to win it all? Rucker's responsibility was that zone area. And when Texas tailback Selvin Young ran out of the backfield and into a circle route, he took Rucker, ever so briefly, with him inside. By the time Rucker could move off the coverage and contact with Selvin Young, Vince Young eliminated any angle Rucker had with a few long, fast strides. By the time Vince Young hit the four, it was clear Rucker couldn't make the play and the final two strides into the end zone sealed the national championship for Texas. Young's 19th and final carry of his college career pushed him to the 200-yard mark for the game. He had 467 total yards in the national championship game and averaged 10.5 yards per carry. In the 59 times he was directly involved in a play against USC, he averaged 7.9 yards per touch. As he stood on the bleachers with arms held high and wide, Selvin Young stood by his side and screamed to anyone who would listen, There's your Heisman Trophy winner. There's the best player in college football. Later in the postgame locker room, Young was asked about Selvin Young's statement about finishing second to Reggie Bush in the Heisman voting, but outplaying him in the biggest game of the season. That trophy isn't everything, Young said. I have something more important now. That's what happens when you deliver the greatest performance and the greatest national championship game in college football history. Okay, speaking of legendary players, let's talk about legendary flavors. So the good folks at Texas Pete sent a box the other day and it was full of legendary flavor, people. I mean, every wing sauce you could imagine, every barbecue sauce you could imagine, salsa. Look, I made some chili the other day, and I thought, all right, I'm going to make this thing unique now. And I threw a little sauteed garlic flavor hot sauce in there, and man, oh man, I'm talking phenomenal. So now I'm sitting here. I'm now finding ways to make things on the grill, in the smoker, on the cooktop, because I'm trying to find a way to get these Texas Pete sauces in my food. They're so good. I had the sriracha sauce the other day, and I threw it on grits. And oh my gosh, I'm talking barbecue sauce on pulled pork on a smoker. I'm talking about barbecue sauce, the Eastern Carolina barbecue sauce on chicken. There's so many different things to use this great sauces. Listen. Visit TexasPete.com for recipes, hot apparel like Texas Pete shirts and hats, and here's the key. Take 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order with promo code SaturdayDownSouth at TexasPete.com. Down, set, sauce like you mean it. All the dreams, all the hopes for the national championship come down to this play. Fourth down and five. Texas at the USC eight. Three wide receivers. Young from the shotgun. 
Back to throw. Vince looks. Under pressure. He'll tuck it in and run. Vince to the five. Young. Touchdown, Texas. Touchdown, Vince Young. He's done it again. Vince Young has given the Longhorns the lead with 19 seconds to play in the game. All right, it's my pleasure now to welcome in one of the greatest dudes in sports writing, the legendary Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com. Dennis, thanks so much for joining the podcast to talk about all things VY. And I can remember you and I standing in that end zone with a couple of our other friends on that fourth and nine play and Vince running right at us. And we're like, this is unbelievable. And to this day, still, maybe that along with the kick six, six uh, uh, the greatest play I've ever watched in college football. Can't can't disagree, and you just reminded me of that. My memory's just kicked in because, like, he ran, <laughs> he ran into the end zone, and like literally into history because he was enveloped by people in the back of the end zone. Um, obviously, they won the game at that point with 19 seconds left, and I don't. I was thinking about it. I don't know if I've ever seen a more dominant physical quarterback. I'm not saying he's the best, pretty damn good, but when you take both ends. Passing, uh, rushing, ability to create everything, and it's not like that was what 16 years ago. You could plug yeah. him in today, and, and he'd win a national championship. That, that that was another era, but he'd be great today. Dennis, that performance, I, I think people still haven't really embraced the true enormity of that performance. You're talking about a USC team that won 34 straight. That, that, quite frankly, without NCAA violations and, and a stop on fourth and nine there, could have, could have broken Oklahoma's record. That was a great, great program they were playing there. And, and not only did they win that game, but they won it because they were the more physical team there. And if you look at what Texas had become from that game and you go back four years, you know, when Mac, when Mac was recruited there, or actually when, when Mac recruited Vince Young there, the idea was Texas really never had the elite quarterback. They had Chris Sims, but Chris Sims never became the guy they thought he would. You know, and then Chance Mark Mock started that yeah. first year that Vince played. He he didn't end up turn, turning up what they thought he could be. And then here comes Vince, and Vince kind of changed everything at Texas, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was, but he was Matt early on. He was so hyped out of Houston, and everybody knew about him that he he was getting booed at home. Because he he wasn't making all the right plays at, as a youngster, as a young player, and he was in danger of losing his job. And he may he may even had early on, but you could see the ability. But it wasn't until that it wasn't really until that junior year that he broke out. And obviously, you know, you win a national championship. You saw the greatness of this because he was like this. Like I said, I mean, he was bigger. I'm assuming he was bigger than some of his linemen when he got out on the field. Um, but when, he, when that finally hit, it was amazing. Quick story about the, the USC game. Um, he thought that he was going to win the Heisman. He wanted to win the Heisman that year in 04. Is that 04? No, 05. 05, yep. Reggie Bush, uh, Reggie Bush won the Heisman. And Mac Brown tells his story over and over. And they had a team meeting or something. And when they found out, uh, Vince Young just nodded his head and went, okay. Okay. And they had a players only meeting after that. And he basically said, this is BS. You know, we, not only I, but we should have won this. And, and Max says to this day, that was the, that was the difference in that game. Cause he was playing like a man possessed. He wanted to show why he was the best player in the country. He, he was, he was actually pissed that he didn't win the Heisman. 
All right, so I, we're, we're definitely going to get back to the single greatest performance in a championship game in any sport, and I'm including Jordan and Gretzky and all of them, okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to get back to that. I, I want to go back to earlier in the season when I really thought it began to turn for Vince and for Texas. They're down 19 in Stillwater. It looks hopeless. And Vince just absolutely comes alive. You, you ran for more than 200, threw for more than 200. It was just a phenomenal game. And I remember... I remember watching that thinking, wow, this is it. This is his moment now where everything's going to begin to turn. Yeah, the, the defense was sort of like – now, defense had great pros on it. But in terms of ability to stop people, it was almost like the, the Texas defense of today where you needed that fire starter at quarterback who could take over a game. You mentioned the 200 yards. He did. I want to say he did that multiple times in his career, rushing for 200 yards. He may have done it against USC. He did do it against but, USC. Yeah, to see a guy like that coming at you with, with ill intent, who is the quarterback, there, there's not a cornerback in the in the world that could face that down equally. And that's what made him so great. I mean, those thighs, that speed, that ability. And he could lower his head or his shoulder, I should say, uh, if he didn't see an out and, and bowl you over too, and he did that several right. times. Yeah, I, mean, I think the win, the win in Columbus early in the season was huge. But the the win against Oklahoma State, man, that was because yeah. Texas had this, you know, this reputation, fair or not, of being a team that would lose a game it shouldn't yeah. lose, and that was the prime game uh, to lose. And and he just, I mean, he just literally willed them. And that's what you love to see by elite players when they will will their teams. Uh, to winning it. So so let's fast forward now to that game, um, the USC-Texas game. It's just his career is defined by, by that game. There's no doubt about that. And I always go back to Vince. When I talk about Vince, I think of Michael Vick because Michael Vick was a few years earlier. But Michael was like 5'11 and 195 pounds. You're talking about a 6'5", 225-pound Vince Young. They're completely different players, similar type of, of skill sets, but different players, like you said, he ran with ill intent, man. He was a... He was a difference maker with his legs, but not so much like Mike Vick, where Mike was more shake and bake, where Vince had the shake and yeah. bake, but he also had the ability to physically maul you. Yeah, similar players, but Vince Young was obviously bigger. I mean, I, I still haven't seen a player like Michael Vick with that. I call it the Vick flick with that left hand, where he could just pump it 50 yards by just flicking his wrist. And he was more of a, a shake and bake runner. And Vince Young could do that too, obviously. But he was a, he was a, a Vic and a half, and you put him in there again, then or today, he's the most dominant player in the game. And the difference in the game is obviously they don't win the game without him. But he touches the ball on every play. You know, Reggie Bush doesn't. I mean, if you want to, if you want to, you know, break it down, we're still talking about why Reggie Bush didn't get the ball in that fourth and one and a half near midfield. But then. You know, the alternative was if we don't make it, Vince Young has the ball at his own 42. Uh, you know, having to go 58 yards and whatever it is, a minute or something to win the game. And that's exactly what happened. And, you know, to this day, Pete Carroll's still being beat up for that decision. And, and to this day, Pete's response to that every single time is, we weren't stopping him on defense anyway. People were giving him good right. punt. <laughs> People were that's saying, right. why don't you punt? And he said, we, were, we weren't stopping him anyway. And then, and then the yeah. second response is, well, Lendell White was having a great game. They couldn't stop Lendell White. Ne- neither team was stopping either one. You were talking about how right. Vince had the ball in his hands. Texas ran 75 plays in that game, Dennis. 
Vince either threw a pass or ran the ball 58 times. 58 right. times. The, right. the last run, the nine-yarder, put him at 200 yards rushing for the game. And that's, I mean, that I can remember sitting down there on the field. It was fourth nine. We look at each other. We're like, he's running the ball. I don't think anybody in the stadium yeah. didn't think he was going to run the ball, which is why I don't understand why yeah. SC didn't sit back in some, you know, some form of zone and make sure that he couldn't get in front of them. And then they blitzed. It was just crazy to me that they blitzed like that. And they and they had it diagnosed. I don't say they had diagnosed, but there was a player, uh, one of their defensive ends, I think his name was Jackson. You might remember his first name, that that came in off the edge but overran the play. Like had a conventional quarterback been back there, he would have pressured the quarterback. But Vince just stepped up and when that end came from the left side, it created a huge hole. And it, there's just nobody there to stop them. They'd run, I guess they'd run everybody into the end zone at that point. But it was, you know, you knew it was history because it had been, what was it, uh, 30, almost, no, more than 30 years, 35 years since they'd won a national championship. And there were some great players on that team. Selvin Young. Yeah, 71, right? Like, yeah. Uh, 70, I think. Um, yeah. 59 or 70. Uh, there were some great players on that team. There were Michael Griffith was in the secondary. But again, they don't win that game without Vince. So let, let's go now strictly to that performance by Vince. And, and I contend that that performance, when you really look at it, with with the total, everything involved in it, okay? I'm not just talking about what Vince did individually, but what Vince was facing, the team he was facing, the elite team he was facing, uh, the, the moment of the national championship game, in the Rose Bowl, the greatest setting in college football, um, he has that type of game. That rivals is as good or better than anything Jordan or Gretzky or LeBron or anyone did in critical moments. Where, where, where do you fall on that? Well, I, I just stay with college football for the moment. You know, you can talk about the playoff era or the BCS era. We talked about Mike, Michael Vick didn't win the game. Uh, Tua, who I think is a, is a you know, exclusive seminal talent, came in and won his as a backup, you know, playing the second half in overtime. So he didn't even right. start the game. Um, you know, the, the best season ever we're talking about, Joe Burrow and LSU. It was even different there. They, you know, you know, did they, did they win it without Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or, or that defense, which was pretty good? I don't know. So yeah. Joe Burrow yeah. was, you know, may have had the most dominant season since, since Vince Young, but LSU had won before. It had been 35 years for Texas. Have we seen a, a player since Vin, since Vince, at that at, at with that ability to take over a game like that, um, either throwing the ball or running the ball? Have we seen that type of, of of impactful player? I guess in college football since I'm not sure we have. No, I, I kind of mentioned that up top. I don't think we have. I mean, this is the era of the dual threat quarterback, but all that means now is well, here a guy that's mobile that can run if he has to. You know, you could have run Vince Young in a wishbone 35 times a game, and, and you would have gotten away with it. You'd have been great. If, if you won a lot of games, right. man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, over his career, both uh, college and professionally, became a much more much, much better passer, a much more subtle passer to the point that, obviously, he was a pro um, and played well for a period of years. But, no, I, I don't think we had. And one thing – I forgot to mention to the significance of that performance is it ended, it basically ended his dynasty. Um, all these other games, these players were talking about, that wasn't at stake. 
Um, Alabama's dynasty is still going. Miami's right. not. This was, I, I would submit that the, the USC dynasty was the greatest between Miami and, and Alabama. And that game, that game ended it. It ended it, and it, it ended it when it could have gone a lot further, a lot, but not, but for Vince's Absolutely. just unbelievable performance. Hey, Dennis, thanks so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for breaking down Vince. Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having me. That was season one, episode three of Saturday Lives Forever, brought to you by our good friends at Texas Pete Hot Sauce. Check back for future episodes of season one.